So, uh, I'm a pretty personable guy. Um, if you know me, you know that. And I always have room for more friends in my life. Um, always. And that's something that I think people who really know me, they would attest to that. And so, uh, if, if one of my friends were to come to me and say, Mark, you really need to know my other friend, so-and-so. You guys would just hit it off. You've got so much in common. Um, awesome guy. I think you'd be fast friends. If someone were to do that, I would say, I'm, I'm down. Absolutely. Set it up. Heck, give me, his, give me his number. I'll give him a call. So for the sake of this hypothetical situation, I'm about to, to tell this story. Let's say it's Hawk. And Hawk reaches out to me and says, Mark, my friend Xavier. You, you really got to know Xavier. Uh, I mean, he's just incredible. Um, he loves Jesus. He loves people. He's a Raiders fan. He likes chili cheese dogs. You know, just, you, you, you'd love him. Um, and I'm like, hey, I'm down. Absolutely, let's do this. And so let's say I, I reach out and, and uh, we talk on the phone. We're like, yeah, I'm going to come over. Um, he's like, yeah, come on over. You know, I'm going to have snacks. I'm going to have refreshments. Come on over. And I show up at his house. And I, and I knock on the door with one hand because I, I didn't come empty-handed. You don't do that, you know. So I got, you know, stuff in my other hand. So I'm knocking. And he answers. And let's say there's that little security chain that's hanging there. And he looks and I go, hey, it's, it's Mark. Uh, it's Mark Hawk's friend that you, we talked on the phone briefly. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I see it's you. I'm like, all right. Well, man, I, I can't wait to hang and, and to get to know each other. And he's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I can't wait either. I'm really excited. Um, I'm just going to uh, leave the door cracked here with the chain and, and we'll just get to know each other this way. Uh, here's your Coca-Cola, if it'll fit between the space. Here's some Twizzlers or Red Vines because that's all that'll fit in that tiny little space. And I'd probably question it, be like, are, are you kidding or are you joking? He's, Hawk said you were funny, but no, no, I'm serious. See, I, I don't trust you enough yet to let you in because I don't trust that you'll just come in and do something crazy and just make a big mess of my house and my life. So we're just going to do this if that's okay. And I could see myself going, man, what I I have to give you, the snacks I brought, they don't fit in this tiny little space. The things I have, but also, man, that's not how I do friendship. I want to do friendship face-to-face and heart-to-heart and with authenticity and, and with, without barriers. To be honest with you, I, I'd say, hey, another time, another time. Um, and I'd walk away. How insulting would that be? How insulting would that scenario be? Yet, friends, this is what many of us do with the Holy Spirit every day. Even though Jesus raved about the Holy Spirit, even Jesus made, he made the most incredible introduction to us in John 14, 15, and 16 about the Holy Spirit. He raved about the Holy Spirit. Even with that, many of us keep the door just cracked a little. We keep that security chain there because we don't trust him enough to, to fully let him in and we don't trust him enough because we think, oh, you're going to come in and you're going to do something crazy and you're going to mess up my life. Friends, the Holy Spirit isn't strange. 
The Holy Spirit isn't some weirdo that's going to, some thoughtless, odd dude that's going to come in and just wreck your life. That's not what he does. In fact, he's wonderful. He's kind. He's thoughtful. He's amazing. He's sensitive. And a real friendship with him, a real friendship with the Holy Spirit can change your life. If, if you'll swing wide the door of your heart to him. If you'll open the double doors and say, come on in. I trust you. I I believe what Jesus said about you and and I want to be friends. I'm convinced that one of Satan's primary strategies for keeping people from experiencing the amazing help and advantages that come from a relationship with the Holy Spirit is to convince us that doing so will make us weird, really weird. Of course, Satan has a lot of help in reinforcing that lie. Now, the world has its share of some truly eccentric people, and some of them are spirit-filled believers. But here's a news flash. They were weird before they got the Holy Spirit. Some people are just odd. You know, some people, I'll use a phrase, sometimes I'll tell my wife, I'm like, that's an odd dude. I like him, but that's an odd dude. That's an odd cat right there. And that's just who they are. And so sometimes we see Christians that are the same, and we see Christians that that just love the Holy Spirit, and they're the same. And sometimes people do bizarre things, and they claim that the Holy Spirit made them do it. But guess what? He didn't. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't make us do weird things. He guides, he leads, he empowers, he comforts, he strengthens. And if we're a weird person, sometimes we do weird things. And I say that because sometimes I'm a weird person. All you got to do is spend a day in my home. And our families, I mean, we're weird, we're funny. You know, we like to make each other laugh. But I want you to know this about the Holy Spirit. He's wonderful and he's not weird. And I know this because I know him really, really, really well. And I trust him with everything. This particular lie of the enemy that the Holy Spirit is weird and that he will make you weird, it harms us more than we realize. On one hand, we see all the biblical evidence that the Holy Spirit is a blessing and that he is a helper and a comforter. And on the other hand, the enemy shows us goofy people doing goofy things in the name of the Holy Spirit. As a result, we think, this Holy Spirit stuff is probably okay, but in small doses. You just don't want to get too carried away with it. So, again, the Holy Spirit's not weird. But sometimes people do and say weird things, and I know this firsthand. So I graduated from Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Loved my experience there. Lived on a wing with a bunch of awesome young men who are now awesome older men, you know, older, like 50 years old, like like me. And uh, 
there was one year we had spring revival and a guy named Rodney Howard Brown came to church uh, or to chapel to conduct spring revival. And, um, and everybody, one of the, the manifestations that followed Rodney Howard Brown was, you know, people would break out in laughter. And, and I, never, I never broke out in laughter. I never got any sort of holy laughter or anything. And, uh, and friends of mine are like, come on, come on, just get it. And I'm like, I'm trying to get it. They're like, come on, just, you got to receive it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to receive it. And they're like, well, you just got to help the Holy Spirit out. And you just got to just start laughing. So I just start laughing. I'm like, Holy Spirit, I know that's not it. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't get it yet. And then there were some people about doing weird things. They were like, well, man, you, you're just, you're too proud. That's, that's a weird thing to tell somebody when they're seeking the Lord that you're just too proud and that's the reason you're not getting it. You're just too proud or, or you're afraid or whatever. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm not afraid. I want all the Holy Spirit has for me. So I had enough of those people saying that over the course of, of the revival, of the course of a couple days. And so on, on the last day, people were lining up to get prayed for. And someone told me, hey, when he prays for you, you, you know, it seems like you, you don't let him push you down. I'm like, I don't let him push me down. He's like, well, you need to let him push you down because that's when the Holy Spirit does his thing is when you, when you let him push him down. If you're not letting him push him down, then you ain't getting what the Holy Spirit has. I thought that was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But I agreed to do it because sometimes we do weird things. And so sure enough, when he came to pray for me, he went to push and I let him push me down. And someone caught me and gently took me to the ground. <laughs> and then I'm laying there on the ground going, all right, now what? I didn't feel anything. I didn't get anything from the Lord. I'm seeking him. I'm getting frustrated. I'm like, now how long do I have to stay down here? And they, they all said I was proud. And they all said, so how long do I have to stay down there to show them that I'm not proud? And I just felt stupid. And I got up and I made a decision at that point. I said, I'm never going to let an, another minister push me down again. Holy Spirit, if you want me down, then you put me down. And if, and if you do, then I trust you. But that was just silly. And that was just weird. And... Flash forward a month and a half later, there's a woman named Marilyn Hickey that came to preach at chapel. We had great preachers that came to speak at our chapel service. And Marilyn Hickey was praying and she's like, if you want more of what God has for you, I want you to come up here and I want to lay hands on you. I just want to pray over you. And I, and I was hungry. And so I went up and I looked to my left because she started on my left and, and I saw people, some people were falling out in the spirit. And, and I just told the Lord, I'm like, Lord, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fake this. If you've got something for me, then I want it. Um, and Lord, I'm so hungry. I'm so desperate for you. I just want all of you. Holy spirit. I trust you and I know you're real. And, and I just give me all you got. And I remember her coming up to me. And the last thing I remember, she just gently touched me on the forehead. And the next thing I remember I'm on the ground and I'm laughing and I'm crying and I didn't care about how long I was down there because I didn't want to go anywhere because I was in the presence of God and I wasn't worried about what people thought. I wasn't worried about any of that. I wasn't worried about how I looked and I, I would laugh because I'm sitting there going, the Holy Spirit didn't need me to fake this. The Holy Spirit wanted to show me that he's gentle and loving and wonderful. 
And I would laugh and I would cry. And I would laugh and I would cry. And they just worked around me. They just moved around me. And when I got up, I knew, I knew just how wonderful he was. And there was nothing weird about it. I want to say this, friends. The Holy Spirit, he doesn't need your help to show how wonderful he is. He's wonderful. What he needs is an open heart. It was, it was a wonderful lesson that I learned during that season. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. All of it was wonderful. Even the, the weird words said by people about you got to help the Holy Spirit out and you got to fall and you got to let him push you. And Can I tell you this? Don't ever let some preacher push you down. I'm just letting you know. Don't ever let some preacher push you down. Just, I mean, get a wide stance and, and don't, don't let it happen. If the Holy Spirit wants you to go down, then, then, then he has a purpose for you being down there. It's not just to show off. Do you want to please the Holy Spirit? Then be, be his friend. He's not putting you through some stupid friendship test. And I hate those things, by the way. He's not putting you through some friendship test. Just spend time with him. Just trust him. And just do life with him. Is there a friendship you really value? Like a, a friendship, a bestie, a buddy. You, you want that friendship to thrive? Well, what would I tell you? Just spend time with them. Trust them. And do life with them. The ups and downs. It's no different than with our friend, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit becomes your friend, he brings four fantastic advantages to your life. Let's look at these briefly. Number one, the Holy Spirit brings power. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. Power. Sadly, many Christians struggle their whole redeemed lives to live the Christian life and experience all, they experience all kinds of setbacks. They experience all kinds of failure because they try and live it in their own strength. They try and do it on their own without letting the Holy Spirit be a source of power. They're saved, but ineffective. And many times that leads to a frustrating life. And it should be frustrating if we don't welcome the Holy Spirit and embrace him as God, as, as, as God, as a vital part of the Trinity, just as vital as the Son, just as vital as, as the Father. If we don't embrace it, then that, that's the recipe for a frustrating life. I'm just letting you know. That's the recipe for a powerless life, which is a frustrating life. Number two the second advantage of being a friend with the Holy Spirit is love. It's love. The Bible's famous uh, love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. Did you know that it's sandwiched? It's bookended by uh, two chapters that deal with the gifts of the Spirit. And right in the middle of it is love. 
Um, speaking of First Corinthians, let me plug the men's uh, Bible study led by Chris Herman. We we meet via Zoom these days, uh, every Wednesday at six o'clock. If you want to be a part, we had nine dudes last week. It was awesome. If you want to be a part, um, text me or email me at the end. Of, I'll show you an email address and I'll give you the, the Zoom address and it's awesome. Let's, let's have 18 this week. Let's double. That'd be awesome. So according to Romans 5, 5, the Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to walk in the love of God toward others. Romans 5, 5 says this, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Perhaps the reason that some Christians struggle to walk in love is that they never open their hearts to the Holy Spirit who holds the role of pouring God's love within them. That third fantastic advantage is fruit. If you want to turn to Galatians 5, we're going we're gonna to hop around a little. And we see in Galatians 5.22 that when we allow the Holy Spirit to fully dwell in our lives, he just produces just a ton of goodness, just a ton of really good stuff in our lives. He produces it. He produces it. Galatians 5.22 and 23 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. He produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. He produces these things. He produces these things. A lot of times we think these are the things that we need to strive for. He produces them. When we're walking in relationship with him, when we embrace him as friends, when we allow him to truly dwell in us, he brings them. He produces them. I, I'm not a... I'm not a Ar- arbalist, ar- arbalologist. I'm not an arbalologist. I don't know trees. Um, if you showed me a tree and said, these are all fruit trees, but none of them had fruit. And you said, pick out the apple tree. It's just a guess. It's just a coin flip. Pick out the, now I might be able to pick out like the orange trees, you know, just because growing up in Southern California, but without fruit on it, I, it's just a guess. Yet, as Christians, if we, if there's not this openness and this embracing and this affection for the Holy Spirit, what are people looking at us and seeing if there's not production of fruit? And once again, it's not something we generate. So I just read Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And, and as I read about the fruit of the Spirit, Paul actually, he, he opened up this particular discussion talking about the Holy Spirit before this and then after this. So to show it, verse 16 of Galatians 5, he says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature nature craves. And he closes it the same way in Galatians 5.25. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow 
the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You know what the trait of a, a good leader is? If that person can also be a good follower. Um, if that person can follow the instructions, the guidance, the example, the leadership of somebody who's in authority over them. We are to follow the Holy Spirit's leading. So what's the secret to being a woman of peace? What's the secret to being a man of patience? What's the secret to being a teen full of self-control? Well, it's no secret at all. All of those qualities and more are the natural overflow of valuing and enjoying the Holy Spirit's presence and fellowship. This is what Paul means by walking in the Spirit, be in his presence and enjoy his fellowship. Now, kiddos, we... Uh, didn't put this fourth one on the list, so I want you to pay special attention. Get your pens ready out for your worksheet. There's a fourth advantage, fourth fantastic advantage of friendship with the Holy Spirit. And number four, it's gifts. He gives gifts. The fruit of the Spirit is a gift. But the Holy Spirit has other amazing gifts that he gives us. And he teaches us how to use those gifts. And here's the cool thing about those other gifts he gives us. When we spend time with the Holy Spirit and we know his heart, we know that he is just truly generous. And he wants us to follow his lead. As I just said, he wants us to walk according to his leadership. And so he'll give us gifts for us to then give to others. He'll give us gifts and teach us how to use them so that others benefit from them. And the Bible says these are gifts of the Spirit. And they're not meant for our sake. They're meant for us to use and nurture and practice for the benefit of others, to point others to Jesus. And that's so like the Holy Spirit. He's generous and he's thoughtful and he's kind. Again, he ain't weird. I'm a little weird at times, but the Holy Spirit is not. The qualities that he produces in our lives are like packages from heaven filled with blessings and miracles and power. We see in Acts chapter two, if you were to read Acts chapter two, we see that the earliest New Testament believers, they threw wide the doors of their lives to the Holy Spirit. And those hungry believers as shown in Acts chapter two, they turned the world completely upside down. Thousands came into the kingdom, miracles happened and lives were transformed everywhere they went. And so you know what? It is no wonder that the Holy Spirit, or the, sorry, that, that Satan is terrified of Christians who swing wide their, the doors of their lives to the Holy Spirit because he's already seen for 2,000 years what, what the result is. It's people getting saved. It's lives being transformed. It's people walking in resurrection power. So we shouldn't be surprised that the devil has done his best to make all of this controversial and to keep the Holy Spirit at arm's length. Friends, I just want to say it again. 
abuse or misuse of the Holy Spirit's gifts should never cause you to shy away from the Holy Spirit. Should never cause you to shy away from a full experience of a daily walk and friendship with the Holy Spirit. And I will say this, I I truly don't believe you can live a full, productive Christian life without the embracing of the Holy Spirit. That just, that doesn't make sense. That means you're two-thirds productive, you're two-thirds happy, you're two-thirds full, and that's not full. Uh, Pastor Robert Morris of Gateway Church in Texas said this, missing out on the gifts of the Spirit, uh, let me say it again, missing out on the gifts the Spirit brings is unfortunate, but missing out on his friendship is tragic. So does the Holy Spirit really speak so clearly and directly? We say he's a friend, but a friend speaks clearly. A friend speaks directly. Does the Holy Spirit do that? The simple answer is yes. Holy Spirit wants to speak clearly to us just as much as we want to clearly hear from him. So with that said, I'm going to give you some keys uh, just quickly to hearing the voice of the Spirit. If you know how he talks, then you'll know how he listen, how, how we can listen. So number one, the Holy Spirit speaks through his word. The Holy Spirit speaks through his word. First, I've said it before, the Holy Spirit's a person. So we shouldn't think of our relationship with him as any more complicated than that with another person. And when you want to get to know somebody, when you meet new people and you want to build relationships with them, you have to get to know them, right? I mean, that's not a true question. This isn't like, I mean, this is 101 kind of stuff. This isn't rocket science. You've got to get to know them. Same thing is true with the Holy Spirit. With people, you gradually learn about their backgrounds, you learn about their likes, you learn about their dislikes, you you witness their habits, you see their personality, you experience their passions. And the more you learn about them, the better you get to know them, right? The same is true with the Holy Spirit. He has a personality, a sense of humor, passions, habits, tendencies, likes, dislikes. So what if you just met somebody and you're like, man, I'd really like to get to know that person. That was just an awesome person. And then you find out that they had written a book about their life. Wouldn't you read it? You're like, this is someone I want to know. This is someone I can have friendship with. with. Wouldn't you read the book so that you could just find out information about them? Well, the Holy Spirit was the inspiration behind every word written in the Bible. So the starting point for a relationship with him is the word. In its pages, we see his likes, his dislikes, his personality, his tendencies, his instructions. We have the word of God. If you want to really get to know God, you have to read the word. And I want you to hear what, I, I want to emphasize what I'm not saying. I'm not saying if you want to please God, you've got to get in his word. I'm saying if you want to know God, 
if you truly want to have a relationship that thrives, you've got to get in his word. Otherwise, it just, it, it's not possible. Let me, a caveat. You live in some, if, if for those of you that, that are in America or like most of Canada or my statement stands true. If you live in some far off area where you've never been given a Bible and somehow you have a computer but not a Bible and so you're hearing this message, then you can have a, a relationship with God without spending time in his word because God's faithful that way. But if you live in America, you ain't got no excuse. Go get a Bible. Download the Bible app. Same thing with you Canadians. Same thing. Pouring out your heart to God in prayer is the way that you can talk to God. But renewing your mind by reading his word is the most basic way you can allow God to talk to you. Second thing, the Holy Spirit speaks through his voice. He speaks through his word and he speaks through his voice. I'm only going to camp on a couple today. He also speaks through other people. He also speaks through signs. The Holy Spirit speaks through many ways. I'm just going to, I'm not going to go through all of them. But I want to say this, the Holy Spirit speaks through his voice. He still speaks to you. Do you think that, that God's been giving his children the silent treatment for, for the past 2,000 years? Well, of course not. Hebrews 13.8 says this, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And he wants to speak to us now, just like he wanted to speak to us then. This being true, why is it so hard to accept that God is still talking to us today? So I want to quickly read from John chapter 10. So quickly turn there. And I want you to, to look for something. I'll go ahead and give you the, um, I'll give you the answer before reading the question. We're going to see that in these verses that we're going to read five times, Jesus refers to the shepherd talking or to the sheep hearing the shepherd's voice. Five times in these passages. So let's, let's listen for it. John 10, one through five. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Then down to verse 27, still of John 10. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Sheep don't just hear his word. They hear his voice. They know his voice. I want you to know this. God doesn't just speak to important people. Air quotes. I think I'm, you know, I'm using that good. He just doesn't speak to the super spiritual people. He doesn't just speak to pastors. He just doesn't speak to uh, Sunday school teachers. He doesn't just um, speak to worship leaders. He'll speak to all of us. I, I believe he is speaking to all of us. I believe sometimes we just don't listen. You can know God's voice and you can hear him just as clearly as any Christian alive does. 
So two weeks from today, um, Karen and I will celebrate 23 years of marriage. And every now and then she'll call me on a phone number that's, that I don't recognize. You know, it could be a work number. It could be. And so when I don't recognize the number, it's, you know, it's a little bit more formal. You know, it's, hello, you know, this is Mark, you know, something like that. But as soon as I hear her voice, I know who it is. As soon as I hear, hey, hey, <laughs> I don't know if she says it like that. But as soon as I hear her say, hey, um, or hey, baby, I know it's her. I know her voice. Regardless of what the phone number is, I know her voice. That clearly we can know the Holy Spirit's voice. I've been listening to the voice of my bride for over two decades now. I know her voice better than anyone else's. And we can know the voice of the Holy Spirit that well too. I I mean that. We can instantly recognize his voice beyond any doubt when he calls our names and speaks direction or encouragement to us. We can also know his phrases or his terms of affection or his call signs or different things that are indicative of any friendship. For example, when Tyron Daniel calls me, the first things out of his mouth, hapa, hapa. I mean, it's exaggerated. He, he you know, he, and they'll go Harper, Harper. And, and before we ever <laughs> have a conversation, it's just this funny thing he does. My buddy, Rick Shadel uh, in Tulsa, um, the, as soon as I see this Rick, I answer the phone. He goes, what up, kid? What up, Harper kid? I mean, it's just something that, that you know, it's a, a catchphrase of our friendship, if you will. So I could choose one of you, and I'm really tempted to do so. And every time I call you or you call me, I could choose a catchphrase. And that catchphrase could become a recognizer of our friendship. It could be anything like, Shamalama ding dong, King Kong. Okay? Shamalama ding dong, King Kong. And every time you called, I'm like, oh, it's so-and-so. Shamalama ding dong, King Kong. Or every time you call me, I call you, whatever. And as I consistently use this phrase, then you will know with, with absolute certain it's, certainty it's me. If I text you from a stranger's phone, and I say that, you'd know it's me. If a sticky was left um, and I stuck it on your windshield and didn't sign my name, you would know it's me. So the Holy Spirit does the same thing. He finds, he finds a scripture or a word that, that he knows will touch your heart. Whereas in my example, it was just silly. With the Holy Spirit, he knows it will strengthen you. He knows it will encourage you. And... So he'll cause it to, your Bible to open up to it. And you're like, oh, oh, I wonder if that was just coincidence or that was the Holy Spirit. And then you open your email and then the scripture of the day is that same scripture. And then you get a text from a friend and it's that same scripture. Or you see it on a sticker stuck to a stop sign on the side of the road. And you're like, okay, this isn't coincidence. This is my friend. This is my friend building me up. This is my friend with a cool little thing between he and I. Because he loves me. Because he wants to encourage me. With absolute certainty, we can know when the Holy Spirit speaks. Do we spend enough time with him to recognize his heart? 
his sense of humor, his tendencies? Do we spend enough time in the Word to see what he's done for years and 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 decades and decades and centuries? And we know he doesn't change. And so this is how he's speaking. And when it happens, friends, it ain't coincidence. It's your friend. Anytime you meet someone who really knows the voice of God, you quickly realize that that person spends a lot of time with God. Getting in God's presence, dwelling there, living there, and listening there is the way to practice hearing God's voice. Many believers say that the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds a lot like their own thoughts. Have you ever thought that? You're like, the whole, when the Holy Spirit speaks, it, it really does seem like it's my thoughts. And there's a reason for that. Because when the Holy Spirit wants to get a message to you, he must communicate to your born-again human spirit and from there to your mind. So you're likely not to hear an audible voice. Likely. Instead, it comes as a thought. So it's easy to question whether the message is from you or whether the message is something that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. I get it. And this is why consistent time with the Lord is so important, to learn His voice. It's only through this frequent, consistent time with God that we learn to differentiate it from our own thoughts. And with time and familiarity, each one of us can learn to clearly distinguish between thoughts that are our own and words that are from the Holy Spirit. Friends, the the shepherd still speaks to us. The shepherd still speaks to his sheep and he calls us by name. Keep spending time with him so that the next time he whispers, hey, in your ear, that you won't have to look at the caller ID. You'll say, I know that voice. The more that we hear and recognize and acknowledge God's voice, the easier it is to hear him every time he speaks. What an amazing privilege to have the Holy Spirit with us and in us. What a fantastic honor it is to have the Holy Spirit as a friend. And what fantastic advantages we have because of that friendship with Him. So just like that hypothetical story that I told at the beginning with Xavier, remember Hawk's friend? Xavier who who wouldn't open up the door any more than that and who kept the security chain up. Um, I know that there's some of you that have done that to the Holy Spirit. You've opened the door, but you've just cracked it. And you've left that security chain up because you just didn't know what was going to happen and you were afraid he was going to come in and be weird and just wreck your life. And I just want you to know that's not him. And I can say that because I know him. It's not him. It's not what he does. It's not what he does. And I think there's some of you that that probably have to repent. 
of keeping the Holy Spirit at arm's distance, for keeping that door locked, for not swinging wide the doors of your life to the Holy Spirit. And and I think you need to repent and it's going to benefit you in every way because it's going to bring fullness to your life. It's going to bring completion to your life. It's going to bring power to your life. He's going to pour love in you and through you. He's going to produce fruit in your life. He's going to give gifts. They're going to benefit people around you. Everything about my friend, the Holy Spirit, is good. And he wants to know you so closely. So open the door. Swing it wide. Throw it wide. Fling open the door. But if you need to repent first, repent. Tell him, Lord, I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my actions about how I've treated the Holy Spirit. So will you take some time to be with him today? Will you take some time to be with him this weekend? It's a great opportunity. Talk to him. Seek him in scripture. Find out something interesting about him. Find out how cool and how funny he is. He's got an amazing sense of humor. We see it all throughout scripture. Find find a nugget of truth about how good God is. And then silently listen in meditation. Meditate on his word to see what he wants to bless you with. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, first and foremost, we repent for ways that we have kept you at arm's length. We repent for ways that we have kept the door just cracked we thought that was enough. We repent for ways that we have feared and doubted or that we've allowed pride or bad teaching or tradition to keep you at arm's length. We repent for keeping that security chain up. Lord, we repent and we turn to you. We change our minds and we we purpose this moment to change our actions and our mindset towards the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we just fling wide the doors of our hearts and we say, come on in. Let's let's grow that friendship. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to talk and laugh and confide. I want to listen. I want to hear stories. I want us to be the the deepest, the richest, the best of friends. If there's anybody out there listening right now and you don't know Jesus and you've never trusted your life in Jesus, but but something is so stirring in your heart right now, you're just chomping at the bit to, to make Jesus the focus of your life, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, Jesus, Save me. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I give you my life and I give you control of my life. Jesus, heal me. Forgive me. Renew every broken or damaged or hurting place in my life. Bring life, bring resurrection life to my life. I will follow you. 
Jesus' name, amen.